0: Hey everyone, it's Dijon. Hope you're all doing well. I just wanted to say, if you're a part of this community and you want to see it grow, please subscribe and follow this channel wherever you are listening. Give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share it with the homies. Thanks. Welcome to the Souls of Society community. We're building a new world here. It's based on connection, Compassion and collaboration. Join us as we explore how to create a new earth. Enjoy the Heart Center conversation. I'm Dijon. Welcome to the tribe. Bless. Okay, so here we are today with a good brother of mine, Hulu Amin Ra.
1: Welcome. Thank you, brother. It's an honor to be here.
0: I met Hulu at the San Diego farmer's market back when we were still doing that type of thing, Yeah, (laughs) being able to go out in public and connect with people in the sunshine and look each other in the eyes, which... Which I already really appreciated, but I think now it even has a a more special, you know, sheen to it because it's like maybe something that was taken for granted to some degree. But we met at his booth where he has a whole different combination of services and products. Maybe you want to explain what it is you do at the booth.
1: Okay. So we do, to put it in short, chakra we're dealing with chakras. I'm a chakra dealer. So we're doing everything that's to support energetic balance. So it is a mixture of services and goods, services being therapy, utilizing tuning forks, vibrational therapy. And of course we do the chakra balancing with supplements, supplements that we just use, oils, supplements from food powders. So superfood powder combinations oil combination tinctures, everything dedicated to balance the chakras. And yeah, you, you hose it on in and it was an immediate eye opening. Just like you said, like when we connect with people, like and your thing is is this connecting with the souls of people. And so immediately when we're out there looking for or doing this type of work, or just like mixing with people that do this work, there's always a soul connection that's established right away with these types of individuals. So it's like that tent has been ideal for attracting soulful patrons and and people such as yourself. That is just like, it's like the magnet of high vibration. So, Mm that's what we're doing over there, you know, raising the vibration of the planet, whether it's one by one or family by family.
0: Mm. Yeah, I hear that. It's beautiful work that you're doing over there. And I could definitely feel the high vibrational energy coming from the booth. And that's why I stopped by. And the way I connected with Hulu is my favorite way of connecting with people in general, because it's, it's purely like energy and frequency based, you know, it wasn't like we were introduced through a mutual friend or that we had anything in common other than a high frequency, just cause I was walking around and I was just gravitated towards the energy. And I was like, Oh, I think, I think I want to explore this feeling over here. And you just kind of are able to recognize that when you tune in to that, like level of attraction, mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm grateful to be connected. And I'm curious what your, story is in coming to be, you know, this type of healer.
1: Well, it's a journey of essentially freedom, freedom of expression. So I approached my healing in an artistic way, which allowed me to to accumulate a lot of skills along the way of just making sense of things. So initially I was just documenting this, this thing. I, I identify as the healing arts in my book. So I was a, an artist of words initially who noticed that the power of the mind and our heart focused can do things beyond what I was exposed to at that point you know things like miracles so i was researching a lot and it was really the inspiration of my dad had a stroke and it was like i was in my 20s my late 20s i was already studying a lot to do with energy and you know the connection of our culture to africa i was i was approaching My awakening on a more ancestral path, you know, connecting the dots and seeing how everything is intermingled and more so through vibration and sound and frequency. So, I was always into music. So, it was very, like, it was very perfect fitting how I I transitioned from spoken word to producing sound to working with straight up frequency and tones at this point. But it was more like observation of, all right, oh, this is working like that. And then when my dad had a stroke, I saw how the power of his mind more and then his his will brought him back into mobility, brought him back into a state where people were already writing him off like, oh, he's going to be wheelchair bound, what have you. And he he ain't accept that now for one day. To, To my disbelief, I was like, yo, sit down, you're falling. And But I saw that the power of the mind right in front of me was so strong. And then I really paid attention to what was going on, how the body healed itself. And, of course, doing my own chakra analysis, seeing where I was out of whack and working on that. And that came with a list of to do and things to eliminate. So it was a long path, but it was more me observing. The more that I, I got into meditation and mindfulness, observing my artistry, what are my words really expressing? What are my thoughts expressing? What is my movement expressing? I started to get really nitpicky and, and fascinated with, I need to refine my art because if it's not representing me in my entirety, and my true self, then it's not really art. It's just me expressing things and I'm not sure about it. And yeah, that's great and fine. But if I'm trying to do a message, which I was, I need to really be aligned with my method. So that message kept coming to like study deeper, deeper. And then when that happened with my dad, I immersed myself in the healing arts. And it was all initially for a book. It was called The Art of Life, Speak, Think, Feel and Move Art. So, you know, I was trying to make sense of things. And through my research, trying to make sense of things, just like, you know, we focus our attention on one thing and that becomes our surroundings. So I was really, without thinking about it, I was using the law of attraction. I was attracting information to me and then real life experiences where I got to learn the principles of what I was researching. And fast forward, following different synchronicities after i went back to school and that's where i started my journey where i was i was already into the chakras and there was this one thing that happened to me i was married and it was it was like in my third year of marriage i remember my mother was visiting me in my house and i, and I was telling her oh mom i just learned about the chakras and all this beautiful energy she's like that's good my son and we were sharing things that she was like just be careful who you talk to about this because they're gonna think you're crazy and i thought she was crazy for telling me this but you know she was right because if we're not ready to wake up right and then somebody comes and shake us up get up that doesn't mean we're going to get up and this thing about opening these energy centers is can be a rude awakening for some and i remember really I was getting into it, you know, working with crystals and just all these little trinkets that that we see now, and and it's just energy. But I was just getting into it, and I saw so much backlash of people from the church. I had my friend at that time that I was working with; his wife came and said things about the church, and if you open this chakra, this demon coming out. it and it was like so much mixed information. So the the point I'm I'm trying to get at is that with all this misconception demonizing of just energy it didn't fearfully get me away from it. It, it it intrigued me it's like this is just like anything else where there is energy here there's something here and there's a big cloud that doesn't give us a clear view of it and that cloud was people's fears and misconceptions so as i delve deeper into it i saw like wait a minute this is a simplification of this whole mess that we're trying to make sense of when we express in art, you know, our our longing, our anguish, our pain, our love, our story. This is like making sense of the story. This, and then I started making sense of my story through that initial breaking down. Well, there's seven aspects to us, seven expressions to us in terms of the seven chakras. What is my expression? Then I started refining, refining getting rid of things. And it was like chipping away at the block to see, oh, there's the there's shape that is being revealed here. Just like my dad, he was really my inspiration because he taught himself so many things. He's like a sculptor and nobody taught him sculpting. So it's like his first sculpture is like he sees, for instance, he's a photographer like you. So in his profession, he was like always portraits and and close-ups of the face and seeing the details of people's expressions he would also see that like in the bark of the trees in the shape with the leaves he would always see what i say god's face in nature so he's like he already had this eye right this but he's just an artist of life just like me so he really inspired me to take deeper looks at what is there and you know i'm going through it but it was really that was my inspiration art that brought me to well healing vibration is at the core of it so like as i'm learning and i'm saying always oh, a simplification with the seven the simplification with the elements there's even this thing called the law of one there's a, a full simplification so it's like reduction the the, the closer we get to god's source. Is a reduction of everything else. So I was like, all right, we see the simplification. There's mastery and simplicity. And I started, like, I really started to identify with that. Like, you know, you were touching based on it, you know, a few months ago about this eliminating things that don't serve us and, like, you know, not minimizing our life, but like what we dedicate ourselves to and, and let come into our sphere or to our field. feeling. I was really under identifying with that. And like, just like my dad would chip away at some wood and reveal a face that he found in the tree that he saw it the whole time. I was like doing the same with my, with my psyche. I was doing the same with my spiritual body where I was chipping away at this label or, or rather peeling away the onion to reveal at the source of it is a seed of onion. But it's a lot of layers. So shedding that is what revealed the essence of, oh, Vibration is at the core of it. You know, if we go down to the proton and electron, it's just vibrating energy. So I was peeling away till I got to the source, right? And I found source was this light and this love, which is very aligned with my 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 purpose, that law of one, light and love, expressing and shining and expressing and shining. I saw that was the core of it all. So I am like, okay, this is definitely the right way. So I made sense like from from wanting to express some message through you know as as a child of the hip hop generation, I gravitated towards rhyme and, and poetry and, and rap music to express my message unaware that even that form of expression was hijacked just like anything else, just like the misconception of the chakras and there's all this energy information that can go with it or not and it's the same with music I saw it's like our fear our misunderstandings our non-essential understanding keeps us away from the simplicity of what we are with like this healing mechanism every time we get a i get a cut i'm like fascinated how the the body does this whole reparation of itself and i'm like oh it hurts this day and like and then i'm like but who heals itself you know it's like this this is a divine thing that's going on. And this is what I realized. That's what got me here. You know, I, I, I rolled that wave of, I want to feel better. I want to vibe right. I want to get my message right. That's why I began with with literature. And then it, it started to get deeper as I started to write about things that initially I'd had no knowledge about. I had to go back and research. The research created a career for me, because I was intrigued with more about what I was researching instead of the act of documenting it. Although I love to document it because that's my first love is the the love of words. But it was like more the implementation of what it is that I'm documenting is fascinating because it it took me from that naive discovery bound child just like unaware of its mastery to this like all right, I'm finding through my inner child the power, the talent and people that vibrate on our level is what's now my surroundings. And it's all because of shedding away these layers of healing. It's just healing. It's amazing.
0: That is amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. I mean, it's very rich and sounds like your dad is a, very inspiring human being is he still alive
1: yeah he's retired in the dominican public uh, he's one of my best friends and yeah it's, it was an honor my mom and my dad were my greatest inspirations to to live the way i live you know always supported my artistry and like seeing their resilience to life is what like pushed me to like not settle for just any old thing you know like really do something that, that means something, but not only means something, it, it brings you to this aspect of I'm responsible for my life, I'm free. Mm-hmm. You know, we call it financial freedom, but it's more freedom to express yourself. It could be financially as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like that that ability to keep that inner light vibrant. Like that's the inner child, you know, mm-hmm. always adding to that was like it was it was the way. It is the way.
0: Mm. Very cool. So I have a question about your story. So as an artist, we create things as authentic expressions of our being and of our soul. And to me, that's the, the highlight, right? That like communion with God where you're receiving a creation and expressing it. Like that feeling is so profound. And another aspect that I really love about being an artist is when you are experiencing something you created, like after the fact of creation, because like my music, for instance, when I have created my music, it feels like a channeling of my higher self to me. So when I listen to it, I feel like I'm being taught by myself, which is such a powerful experience and then also other than my relationship with myself to the music is when other people hear it and they get something out of it as well and they feel touched by it so saying seeing as you moved from being like a hip-hop artist where you're creating kind of in that same flow i just described to being like more of a researcher and then an implementer of what you researched as opposed to a documenter, you know, how has that process changed? Cause you're not getting the same sense of feedback and like validation or if you are, it's in a different way. You know, maybe it's more in an energetic way when somebody comes out of a session and you know, you can maybe non-verbally experience that their vibrations at a different place, but that's a very different, Experience. Am I right?
1: Yeah. It's more well difference in terms of the, the end of the spectrum. So when we're doing the recording, and then we're like say we, we, we're expressing ourselves, and then we're getting it out, and then we're observing it. It's a sec- that's like a whole session of psychology, and then another person comes in and shares their energy on it. So it's an expression of an expression that is no longer in us but now it's in everywhere so it is different but not because when when I have an effect on a person now vibrationally I have now understood that uh, one word or two in contrast to a song right can remove the blinders from a person like that and spark their consciousness to the point where they're free, or rather they got a glimpse at what can make them free or what's keeping them from being free, or rather what they had all along that they were not giving light to, they were sleeping on. So I found it more effective because of the vibration that I'm on now to have a stronger effect with people, because I'm getting to the core of it. Once I peel away, especially if I sit down with a person and I speak to them, or I let let I rap to them. Let me rap to you. You know, I don't tell them that, but I'm taking the opportunity, just like we would sit down and do a freestyle. You know, and if it was in a cipher where we're with other individuals, and if it's some competition oriented, we're like feeding off of each other's energy and using all of our intellect and this wit and that cadence. We're using everything we have to convey this energetic exchange in a very creative manner. And I really love that about hip-hop. But it's the same if we can engage a person energetically. We use the same format where we're being so directing with our words, with our divine tongue, to create some kind of effect, a wow effect, whatever the case is, in the other participant which is the hearer or the one that's being healed so the receiving and giving it's amplified it's like the same thing I find myself now with the same basis of like are we mix certain words and certain ways that we pronounce the words to go into certain beats and go into certain you know formats for whatever the the song calls so we're mixing just like we would mix a beat we would use different sounds and now we make a beat. So I find that I'm doing the same with food, with oils, with sound. I'm going about it the same way that I would write a song. There's three verses. There's a, a, a chorus. Maybe I have a bridge to the chorus. There's, there's that format. But in that format, I'm blending words. I'm blending sounds. I'm blending feelings. I'm blending ideas. I'm blending energy. So I'm doing the same now just on another level, which is why, I always feel great because I I never lost that inner child. I just found other things for the inner child to do. That's the same way that resonated with my true calling. Like I knew I was a messenger long time ago, but I wanted to be more effective because I was out in New York City. You know where I was born and raised up to a year and a half ago. I was an East Coaster and going out to present myself and perform and, and and you know partake in that life it was such a wall that i had to climb up to be the messenger that i was i was supposed to be it wasn't so easy to go that way for me in contrast to when i let go of where i'm thinking i'm supposed to be on stage and performing just let spirit guide me just let my true expression got me, then that came into, oh, now I'm surfing with these waves. Now the sound waves that I'm speaking and that's coming to me is so much in alignment with my purpose. I'm here rapping with the universe. I'm rhyming with meditation. So it's it's the same format, but just on another level of application.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's very well put. And I appreciate that feels like surrender is a big part of the path you know and it's a mix of will and surrender because and this is what i like to communicate to people is that like things can be true at the same time right Our are things that are opposite can be effective depending on what part of the journey you're in because in your dad's mm-hmm. case it was his will that allowed him to beat the odds and you know, prove everyone wrong that he wouldn't be able to use his body in a certain way. So that, in that instance, will is very important. And then, and you're part of the journey and releasing the hip hop to another form of like more aligned expression. It was surrender. Right. So it's like, it's not either or it's, and it's the right thing at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. It's wonderful to see how you can be fluid with both of those things, both of those energies and know how to use them to advance your ascension and ground deeper into yourself. So I'm curious, now that we're in COVID times and we have been, how long has it been? Like a month, two it's, months?
1: Wow, it feels like it's going on two months, at okay. least for us here in San Diego.
0: Okay, so it's, it's going on two months. And how have you taken the shift? What does it mean to you? And you know, what's going on in your inner world over this time?
1: Well, I've taken it with a grain of salt. I don't know what's going on but I have information that's really promising about what's going on. I take it with a grain of salt because who am I to know what's really going on behind anybody's curtain or any, any format of media? But I'm very optimistic and I'm not understanding this frenzy of this idea that there's a lack of things. There's no lack of anything So people like bugging up. So I've taken it as it comes. Like I like you said, you met me in the farmer's market. I was working it, now that's gone. So I had to shift my my focus on where else I could get my income, which I don't waste any time for that. So my focus has already shifted into utilizing whatever is available and in this day and age. We have an application for anything that makes money. We have this thing called the internet that we connect with people. So I've been transitioning just like yourself to more immediate connection in the aspect where, all right, keep getting the message out. Keep doing what you're doing. Secure the income, but keep doing what you're doing. And that's what I've been focusing on. I'm like more busy now but in a calm way, because there's this, this idea that we don't have to do anything because you, most people can't do anything anyway. That takes a lot of psychic energy out of the street, out of the stores, out of where you go outside and you might not understand or really be aware of how we absorb everybody's energy around us. So I'm taking it where, all right, that's a lightening of some burden. Psychic burden. I'm taking it like that. And also, being that, you know, I'm a researcher and things that I research in regards to what's happening now. There's a lot of power moves being made in regards to this state of emergency that we don't know about. So I'm really like happy while a lot of people are fearful. So I'm doing everyday meditation, sometimes two to three times a day. I'm working. I'm working on projects that are purpose-based and I feel good about it. So I'm taking it like a little differently from everybody because I have tools and I have services and goods that I use on myself Mm. that keeps me where I'm supposed to be. It doesn't allow me to feed into lower vibrations. Now, of course, I'm inside with people that are inside. There's this thing called cabin fever that we're all subjected to. And we might clash. So there's been some clashing with people. I, li- I don't live alone. But the fact that I'm doing all this other work, it allows me to, to go through it quick instead of like really like having a hard time with the inner work, with dealing with ourselves and others. It hasn't been a hard time.
0: Hmm. That's good. I'm I'm glad to hear. I can hear the clarity in your expression and I'm glad that you're able to meet it in that way. Because we don't know exactly what's going on, right? Like we can speculate, we can have mm-hmm. hypothesis or our theories or hunches, but we don't actually know all the layers of complexity that are happening right now. And for me You know, truth is kind of like a loaded term or at least facts are, you know, the idea that we have facts because facts are given to us by certain people for certain agendas. Right. Truth and Uh truth and facts are different things. Yeah. And truth, for instance, is what you said about scarcity, that like scarcity does not exist. That's truth. Facts may be that the store is out of toilet paper right but is that a cause for concern or can you <laughs> stay chill and and handle it and deal with it right and not allow your your vibration to be lowered by the frenetic energy that's going on and when i think about truth for me that means i only want to feed into things that make me feel stronger. Right. So if it's something that, that weakens my sense of being, then I, and I don't like to tune into that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what are the main ways that you, I mean, I know you're already doing a lot of stuff, but what are the the main things you want to call in into your post? COVID life, I guess there's no such thing as a post-COVID life because it's, it's part of our experience, but I just mean like when we're allowed to go back out and, and kind of relate in a way that's a little bit more normal to what we used to, what are the changes you want to call into your experience?
1: Good. Good question. I was fortunate to, to be introduced to some group work as we were doing like a group chat when uh, I did this this program. It was 21 days. And I meditate regularly. And I, I, I'm always in that meditative state. But this was like honing in on doing some journaling and some introspection. So in that program, while I was doing already completed, I got another idea. And it doesn't change anything that I was doing. It's empowering. So what we had to do in that program gave me more to do to wrap up everything that I'm already involved in. So my post-quarantine life would look like more empowerment of the collective as I have now broke down some barriers in my time alone to do this work. And I found that there's an aspect to my character that is very useful for other people to benefit from and having direct access to a group of people who have access to a group of people to infuse them with love and light on demand that as soon as I understood the power of this network, where I was um, with a a, a buddy of mine who's a partner and he was telling me how he just started some group and it was actually the same group activity that I was in, but a different group. Something dawned upon me about how I'm participating in a chain that's participating in a chain and there's other chains connected to the one link and I'm in it, sending messages through this link. So I understood the power of my intention being materialized before me so it empowered my resolution of what I'm going to do For the collective, like I do a lot of things on a personal level, on a one-on-one thing, but for the collective is really where I wanted to have the lasting impression for my life. So in this virtual world of connection through a camera and a microphone, and the computer that we have, I found it easier to hone in on who I can help who is ready, most and foremost, to do that work to help others. And that is where I'm putting my efforts more to, empowering the healing of a community, the healing of a group, the healing of a family, instead of just waiting to see who moseys on by, which is nothing wrong with that, because I met so many beautiful people just being in a tent in a farmer's market Like is amazing but like utilizing the importance of what what is harmony of mind body and spirit in a large scale what does that look like for all of us imagine all of us with harmonious balance and then we go about our life so i want to put my focus and my efforts in empowering that and it looks like many different things it's not just whatever will come to my idea so it's like being part of the group work allowed the collective energy to be more integrated with my purpose and my idea of what the change that I want to create in life that I start with me looks like. Cause as we, you know, as we shed more layers and we start to get to the point where there's there's just this spirit left. What are we going to do with it? So it's just like, let it out, let it out, let it out. But let it out in constructive ways. And I found that in this time to introspect in the quarantine, I found more ways to get it out.
0: Mm. So do you feel like you found more ways and you got more clarity? just by being a part of the group or was it the specific interactions within your group and like hearing other people's experience and stuff like that, that gave you that clarity on how to better serve the collective?
1: It was being part of the group and understanding how far it already is in terms of reach and how easy, just like I said and you asked me about the difference of, the way music and then healing now, and I'm approaching it the same way. So as I'm doing the group, and then I was talking to my partner, and uh, uh, a light bulb lit up in my head, like, just like you tweak a beat, you tweak some, some audio to match it. Tweak this message, because not everybody is doing it as deeply as, I am, or maybe there's another person in the group that is really implementing something really deep that is adding to the group activity that we don't know about. For instance, I'll just bring up one exercise where it was writing down 50 people who have influenced your development. And then I brought these people, as many as I could remember, about 40 or so, into my meditation with me. And that created some other thing for me. I'm like, wow. Mm. So that wasn't part of the instructions, right? But I got so much benefit from that. And then when my partner was talking about how he's in that group, he was in a a few days before me. So I was already in another aspect of the progression. I saw the power of it. Like, oh, I'm going to do it because I'm already doing it. But I'm going to do it with the intention to keep this spirit going that people are tapping into because I got something for that. Mm. So it was more like being part of the group inspired me to do something for that group and other groups, because I understood that it's not just the group that I'm participating with that is active in this participation. Every person in that group now has a group. So if we want to be positively influencing the field, of the aura of the earth, let's do it
0: I love that positively influencing the field of the aura of the earth for real still still busting up those rhymes
1: <laughs> you know I thought I was crazy at once because you know I'm very spiritual, not religious based, so I would pray when I was younger and then it would come out in a rhyme and I'm thinking that that I'm like disrespecting the prayer format, right? But come to have it, you know, just like the Psalms of David is songs. And those are codes. And when we sing, right, like, it's just like you identify, there's this energy that comes to you. So there's this cadence that's part of the singer, the the poet. I'm David. Initially, my birth name is David Alexander Rodriguez. And in my liberation of self and my, owning to my purpose, I acquired the title Huluam and Ra. And what that means is I am the holder of precious energy from Ra, from the sun. But I'm still David, the singer, the poet, the man of God, the one who speaks. So, I never put anything away. Like, I'm that child. I still could play with Legos and have a great time playing with Play-Doh and getting dirty and, and getting dressed up and all this I love it all. I love life. And that is really my freedom. Because nobody can put that and define it for me and put it anywhere. They can't take it. It just comes from within. So I I keep, I keep, I got to keep it going. And I do. I keep it going. Hmm.
0: Beautiful. So I'm curious outside of the spiritual realm and the ethers that we're talking about, what musical artists inspire you right now
1: mm, well my favorite artist is the marley family i loved him like i love so much genres of music but like i don't know what he did bob marley i love bob marley but he like created a whole legacy of dope artists <laughs> so my favorite from them is I like I like the the newcomer Skip Marley I like some of his music I've been listening to him. my favorite is Damien Marley right now mm-hmm. and I've also been really deep with I don't know if you would call it country music or a surfer music I don't know I've been listening to things like Xavier Rudd he's like a Australian surfer guy or something I don't know but like spiritual music things that have very powerful messages but i also as as i was actually reminiscing the other day i put in pandora wu-tang clan i was listening to inspect the deck and those things. i was listening to big punisher and the days where people was really really about the the competition right with words And I love it all, but I'm going more towards sounds. I just hear sounds. Hmm. My thing is mixing frequencies now where there's so many frequencies that are just on the internet, I mix them. And sometimes I even listen to, for instance, an audio book or somebody's speech, and then I open up music in the background. And I mix the volume so that it's just playing a little bit in the background. So that the wisdom is now my music. So that the knowledge is now my music. And those are the lyrics that are repeating in my psyche. Because I understood the power of singing along with a song. Singing along, like, this my favorite song now. is not really my favorite song, but it's my favorite message of Damien Marley. It's like... The struggle discontinues is called the song. The, I don't want to hear a song about the struggle lives on. When I want it when I rather see it wither and burn. No more struggling for all. So it's like just that message. Like we got this idea that we have to repeatedly push and fight and struggle and push and fight. Granted, pain and struggle is part of life. But if we want the struggle to die, like Damian Marley said, why are we singing about it? He said, I refuse to sing about this shit no more. Prosperity from now on for all. I was like, you know what? I like that fucking message. That's Mm -hmm. a message that I want to repeat in my psyche. So in these day and age, like, I'm so eclectic with my preference. Like, I'll be listening to an ancestral channeling, and then I'll listen to country, and then I'll listen to, to gospel and then I'll listen to hip hop and then some, some old school um, Al Green or James Brown. Like I'm really, really out there with my, I, you can't say that I'm a hip hop head or a rock and roller because I love it all. You know, like I am into good sounds. I went to school in 2007 for audio engineering. And before that education, I was like, you could tell me, all right, what's your favorite genres? And i would be like, yeah, hip hop reggae, r&b and some, you know, like five, six genres. And there's like there's no limit. There every African country has a different genre of music. I'm like you 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 go you never get tired of music if you really get into what it is. So I started to appreciate good sound. When I went to school for audio engineering, like I really can appreciate good good performance of the instruments. My thing is, like, live music is the best. Like, I really can appreciate that. It speaks to the cells of my body. The, the better the vibration is, you know, that's, that's why music is universal because I listen to a lot of African music, Sona Jabarte, and I don't know what she's saying. I don't know what nobody's saying in African music. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I love it. I feel the soul of it. And it and, and it, it makes me want to dance. It makes me want to move. It made me, I'd be driving through the mountains. I just feeling good. And it's really helpful. All those things of the good vibrations is helpful, especially in these days and time. Like I really find myself finding solace in those sounds. Mm. Especially, I don't understand not one language of African culture, but it like does something to my soul, brother. I don't know. It's like it calms me down
0: yeah i hear that brother there's there is an amazing amount of like wisdom and specifically joy in african music that i is very unique to african music you know like african american music is probably the most popular music in the world and has been for a long time specifically hip-hop like i think hip-hop is the most popular art form really on the planet like I remember being in Istanbul and hearing people drive down the street listening to Snoop Dogg and (laughs) in Hawaii and hearing people blaring Tupac you know and yeah it just has a certain universal cultural appeal but what I've noticed about African American music or at least some of it that's really popular is that there's like a darkness to it that people enjoy you know because it's got that like grimy feel but Mm -hmm. african music has like a brightness and a joy and like a bounce to it this very unique and and i remember i was listening to santana talk to rick rick rubin and he was saying that he feels like african music is the future and i could see that and i think it's because of that reason because the world wants to feel joy and it wants to to celebrate the miracle of life. And there's something that's encoded in their music that just transmits that really clearly, you know? Yes. So I agree. You've inspired me to listen to more African music. The African music that I I have like dabbled in it. I don't listen to it a ton. I got really
1: into Ladysmith
0: Black Bombazo, which is okay you know them?
1: I've I've been listening to them. I've I put on i actually i don't know how to pronounce his name jeffrey is my uh, He sings macambo yes you know yes, so uh, I, yes so i yes I, I put him i put that's that artist on my pandora and you know i love pandora because it then it it promotes other like artists right so that artist you just mentioned she, uh, she's been coming up
0: yeah jeffrey i think that's uh i think i played that at one of our universe shows us events yeah that's yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's a great song. And Ladysmith Black Bombazo is a is a collection of male singers and they their work is mostly a cappella stuff. But they became kind of internationally famous on Paul Simon's Graceland album.
1: Oh, I know them. Okay. So yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't I thought you were talking about this girl I was jamming to. I don't know really what her name is. Yeah. But so they are the one that added the African aspect to Paul Simon's music. Because Paul Simon is not African, is he? No. I don't think so. No.
0: I believe he's Jewish. Um, But he has a, a penchant for world music, and he's been very exploratory. Because I think he understands exactly what we're talking about. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, music is beautiful. And, it's, and And I hear what you're saying about the beauty of different musical expressions coming from different places because it's just like talking to you versus talking to anyone else i have these conversations with everyone's story is unique and compelling in some way if you allow yourself to be present and just deeply listen right and i feel like music is the same you know if you if you think about music that comes from california in this time period versus music that comes from new york in that time period yeah, they're, they're both like representing a certain type of energy. It's almost like wine, you know. There's like they're like a wine from that time. So, if you approach it in a non-judgmental place, you can just say, "Okay, well, that's that's what that energy was. That's what they're expressing,
1: right?" Yeah, it's memories. It's good that you compare it to wine because it's like, you know, food holds memory, and then when we eat a certain food, it brings us back to it. There's certain songs like the Ghost Face Killer and the Raekwon the Chef Iron Man album. Mm. There is no it's not I don't know if it's Iron Man. I don't know. But there is this this music that brings you back to certain aspects. And that's good music. Because there's certain music that's just good for that time and it doesn't bring you back to the time. It's just what's what's getting the attention. But there's music like you're tapping into that is like it defines something personally for the person, and every time we go back to that song, it brings us back to that time, and is nostalgia, and that's why it's, it feeds the soul, and it's it's supposed to feed the soul, you know. Like mm. Lauren Hill says, "Everything you drop is so tired. Music is supposed to inspire, but how come we ain't getting no higher?" Mm. And if true. Like if if that statement was like on a t-shirt everybody should wear it african music is the future it already is here it's the present because if we look at reggaeton and all this latin culture it's infusing african culture yeah they got a little twist to it because they speak a different language and they're speaking more about sex and club and drinking but all of it is african even the way that they are dressing now it's like so African with all the colors mixing it up. People think this is new. It's not. It's all African. So it's actually African music is the past, present, and the future. Mm. If you want to look at really technically speaking, what inspired hip hop? What inspired oh, that's James Brown. Oh, what inspired James Brown? James Brown gets deep with the soul, with the sound. So and he's very aware of where he came from. So The beginning, the present, and the future is the same thing.
0: Amen. Amen. I love it. Yeah. Well, brother, I really appreciate you coming on to share your your story, your, your wisdom, and your light, and your love. I appreciate it. I can hear that your spirit is high, and I appreciate you spreading that and sharing it.
1: Always. I appreciate it too, man. I just go.
0: <laughs> well, is there anything that you would like to share with the people before we leave about maybe anything you're offering that you want to offer out to people or how they can connect with you if they'd like to?
1: Correct. Yes. So I can be reached through all media. I am on Instagram, Hulu on Amin Ra. That's Hulu underscore Amin underscore Ra. Also on LinkedIn, as Hulu Amin Ra. And you can check out my creations, my company is called HuNectar, Nectar, and that's H-U-N-E-C-T-A-R, HueNectar.com. You can see everything that I'm about in terms of holistic healthcare and wellness products. Also, we have a weekly global meditation that we have started in lieu of this global meditation, how it was so powerful. We're doing this every Wednesday at 5.55 p.m., that specific time. We have a link for that. You can see it on our IG or wherever you are in the world. Wednesday, 555. There's a West coast soul tribe that is sending out that high vibrations to the world. So we can definitely touch base in that and always available for consultations and healing also available through my media and my website, everything on demand. And yeah, it's an honor and a, and a blessing. They share light in this moment of existence with you always a blessing to touch base on this this important aspect to vibration and energy and i'm glad that we spoke about healing and music because really you know that's that's what gets us there you know?
0: that amen. amen brother i yeah. appreciate you and i'll grab all that information from you for the show notes so people can also find it there okay all right peace souls family
1: peace and love
0: we hope you enjoyed that episode this is what we're all about at Souls of Society if you feel inspired right now share this with one of your friends leave us a 5 star review on Apple Podcast and most importantly embody your soul by living in your heart it's our time It's our time for harmony, togetherness and peace. Much love.